Our scripture reading today comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 6, verses 27 to 38. It can be found in your regular print Bible on page 64 and in the large print Bibles on page 90. But I say to you that listen, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who use you. If anyone strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And from anyone who takes away your coat, do not withhold even your shirt. Give to everyone who begs from you. And if anyone takes away your goods, do not ask for them again. Do to others as you would have them do to you. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. If you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. If you lend to those from whom you hope to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to receive as much again. But love your enemies, do good, and lend, expecting nothing in return. Your reward will be great, and you will be children of the Most High, for he is kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. Do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap. For the measure you give will be the measure you get back. Here ends our scripture reading for today. So I just got back from spending a really full day yesterday up at Camp Hope. I mean, leaving the house at 7 a.m., getting back at after 11 p.m. Uh, there were about 30 campers and staff uh, in all that attended the uh, senior high youth retreats, and Edgeboro was well represented, uh, where dozens of ping pong and foosball games were played, snow squalls were enjoyed from the inside, <laughs> and much needed retreating was indeed happening. We also had some program and worship time in the morning and the evening that was led by Pastor Brian of Emmaus Moravian Church. Knowing that this was the, it's the, the first regularly scheduled uh, youth event that was held, uh, has been held at Camp Hope since 2020, uh, and since the group gathering together, and quite frankly all of us, have gone through quite a bit over the last two years, he thought it was a good idea to focus his, his, his worship and, and, and his teaching on resiliency uh, yesterday. So Brian led us through some self-reflection. First he asked us to, uh, to think about uh, how we've been drained uh, recently. How, what, what are we missing? What do we wish we had more of? What do we lack? Uh, for what it's worth, those things that he just asked us to write one word, to keep it short. Um, but for what it's worth, time, opportunity, and connections came up quite frequently among the group. And that probably doesn't surprise you. But then we were encouraged to think about uh, what we already had in abundance. And love came up really frequently here. But not surprisingly to us, just like it's easier to think of negative things about yourself than it is positive things, we found it much easier to identify the things that we lacked 
versus the things that we had in abundance. And so, as Brian pointed out, we're often left with a, a feeling of being unsatisfied, that, that overall we don't have enough of something, or that just overall we are not enough in general to live up to our own expectations or the expectations of others and the world. Even when the opposite of that could actually be true, and even when we have many things in abundance that we could talk about and use and enjoy. Now, I share that because it's just good for us to know the good stuff that's going on at a place like Camp Hope uh, with, with some of our young people. But I also want to cue in Jesus right here, as this is where I think today's scripture lesson really ties in. Now, I'd first like to note here that we're starting right from where we left off last week. We're reading right from the middle of Jesus' Sermon on the Plain. It's kind of a weird thing to read only the middle of a sermon. It'd be like, took my sermon now and only gave the middle of it. But that's what we're doing today, and because it's a little bit weird, that's much why we need to pay attention to that. So we are looking at right at the middle of Jesus' Sermon on the Plain. So he had just been traveling around before this, healing people, and at the same point, he felt like he needed to speak to the crowd. And so he took Peter's boat, he stood in the boat as his pulpit, and he began speaking to these people, many of whom were probably hearing Jesus and seeing Jesus for the very first time. Now, after he opens with the blessings and the woes to look out for in their lives, right, the both and, the good and not so good, he transitions to a different part of his sermon. That's here today, part made up teaching how he thinks his followers should act. Love your enemy, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, turn the other, give your shirt to, and be merciful just as your father is merciful. Now, these things are really hard to do in and of themselves, but since they're so famous that we kind of know these words from Jesus, we forget how crazy this actually sounded in the moment. See, Jesus is speaking these words in a time where the rule, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, was not only fair and just, but actually viewed as merciful. It was a merciful response to someone who wronged you because the whole point of this rule was to stop the escalation of revenge and retaliation. So if you do something, well, that's it, it's done. So this was merciful. And what Jesus is doing here is heaping mercy on top of what is already considered merciful and making this sound like these expectations are completely out of reach. The loftiest of all of these expectations has to be uh, the watchword for today, be merciful just as your father is merciful. I mean, come on, really? Is that what we're supposed to do? We're supposed to be merciful like God, the God of the universe? Are we even capable of that in the same ballpark as that? I mean, forgiveness, forgiveness and mercy is how God is defined in scripture over and over and over again. Like that's what God does. There's, there's no chance we can match mercy for mercy with God here, right? Or for that matter, do anything on a godly level. And if you were to say that to me, yeah, I couldn't argue with any of that. It seems like we're going to fall short of that if God is our standard of living. It seems like we don't have enough mercy to give. And if that's the standard across the board, then we might not have enough uh, love to offer, or time, or compassion, or support, or ideas, or energy, or ability, or charisma, or anything like that. We don't have enough 
to change the world the way God wants us to. So that makes sense on the surface. But here's the weird thing about this sermon that Jesus is preaching. What doesn't make sense in the face of not having enough is that Jesus seems to think that we can do this, that we in fact are indeed enough. And it's right in today's, uh, the first line of scripture that we hear, but I say to you, listen. And it's kind of hidden in here, and you wouldn't normally pick this up unless you knew Hebrew. And I don't really know Hebrew, but I learned something really cool this week that I want to share with you. See, it's important to remember here that Jesus was a rabbi, meaning he taught Jewish scripture, which was written in Hebrew. And since he's teaching now, it's likely that he's using the, the Hebrew connotation of the word listen. And this is the part that I just learned. What I find fascinating about this language is that in Hebrew, there is no separate word for listening and obeying. It's one in the same. So in order to truly listen to someone, according to the Hebrew understanding of listening, you must not only hear what they say, but then do what they tell you to do. It's a package deal. So if you don't do what they tell you to do in the first place or after you hear what they say, you're not truly listening in the first place. Now, I don't know if parents will use that word, listen in a little bit different way now, but you can tell that Jesus has this same understanding of listen in mind. And he says so near the end of his sermon, which comes after today's passage, not something that we read. But he asks a question at the end of his sermon. He asks, why do you call me Lord and do not do what I tell you to do? Or in other words, if you call me Lord and actually listen to what I say, then that means you do what I say. So by telling us to listen right off the bat in this passage, it really seems like Jesus actually expects these people, hearing him for perhaps the very first time, to do these things. And he doesn't seem to be reluctant about it, or skeptical, or sarcastic, or doubtful, or joking. He seems pretty sincere and pretty confident that these people will actually and be able to do what he is telling them to do. So here's the really cool thing for us. See, we are not hearing Jesus for the very first time. This is not our first rodeo here at church. We have heard the words of Jesus time and time again. We have a relationship with him. So how much more, I guess, how much more confident must Jesus be that we, not first time listeners, can actually do and are able to do what he says? What if we are already enough, that we already have enough to love our enemies and, and turn the other cheek and be merciful like God? What if we really are and ready to do the things that Jesus says? Like we're ready and we are enough to feed the hungry and share, the, and share with the poor and stand for what is good and, and emphasize with those in pain and, and care for the creation and and make disciples right from where we are now to the ends of the earth? What if Jesus does see that we are in fact enough? What if Jesus is confident in us? What if Jesus was right in the first place and coming to us to help make that happen? What if we already have enough to pull all of the good news stuff off 
that Jesus really talks about. And I hope that's why we're here, is because we hope and believe that we really can do that, that this good news stuff really is possible. I hope that's why we're here, that we believe deep down somewhere that we are actually enough to live in the ways of Jesus Christ. So as we arrived at this same point yesterday in the retreat, kind of acknowledging that, wow, maybe we are enough in the eyes of Jesus to do these wonderful and good things in the world, Brian then pointed out that this is something that we need to, to own, not only just realize, but to really own for ourselves. Too often we don't acknowledge that we are enough, not only because we're, we're conditioned to by advertising or by the world that we always need something more, but also it's because it's just easier to say that we are not enough. Because when we're not enough, when we lack something, there's no reason to do anything. We're off the hook. But as soon as we acknowledge that we are enough, that we are capable of doing these things that Jesus tells us to, as soon as we own that and acknowledge that, as Brian said, quoting Spider-Man, with great power comes great responsibility. So when we hear Jesus actually expect to be capable of doing what he says, then comes the responsibility of actually doing it. So today, I pray that you can take with you the faith and confidence and the feelings of enoughness, if that was a word, that Jesus has in you. That swirling around in all the, the uncertainties and pains and, and short regrets, the concerns and the things that you wish you had of, with all of that, somewhere in all of that, is this amazing capacity to love and serve in incredible ways that Jesus teaches and commands. And with that, I pray you also take with you the real responsibility that comes with truly listening to your Savior, the hearing and then doing of the words of your Savior.